Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekham. And it's great to have one of our old friends back, Brett Mackiff from the Utah Department of Health Epic Program is with us. He's our physical activity coordinator. Good morning, Brett. Good morning. It's always good to be with you. And it is morning. We're recording this in the wee hours uh, <laughs> as we get together. I wanted to bring you on today because we're right in the middle of American Heart Month. And we always have this list of things that we're supposed to do for our hearts. No smoking, eat healthy. One of those things on that list, though, is physical activity. And we always hear that we're supposed to do it. But I would like to talk today about why that is healthy for your heart. What is that relationship? Why does that make a difference? When you think about it, it's just making your heart work harder, right? So how does it help? So let's get into the the most important part of it. The heart is... Number one, not shaped like a box of candies. Sorry, it, it's not. It's not that cute. I just saw Valentine's Day. I don't think you're right. It, it's everywhere. Exactly. It's it's something that it's an organ that is just roughly the size of your fist. So if you make a fist, you know it's going to be about that size. The nice part is is that changes depending on you know men, women, kids, etc. It's going to be about that size. It is nothing fancy. It's not the the center of of poetry and drama. Okay, well if you want it to be, that's great. It's a poem. It's where I feel stuff. It, you know, it's, hopefully, <laughs> if you're feeling stuff there, it's not bad stuff. That's so. fine. <laughs> uh, but the interesting thing is, it is literally a pump. It's a pump that, that squishes blood from here up to here and pulls blood back from here and pushes it back again. It's got just a little bit of electrical stimulus that comes from certain nerves. And so if you take it and break it down, it's literally like pulling apart a fuel pump on your car. Okay. If your fuel pump on your car is not clean, it's not able to push enough fluid, you're going to have problems with your car overall. Which is why we have a fuel filter. Exactly. So the, 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 here's the, the nerdy part of it. We can go the guy route and say, you know, you got to do proper maintenance on your vehicle and you got to rotate tires and make sure things, it, it's fine. But when it comes down to your heart, it's as simple thing as, is the pump strong and is the pump doing what it's supposed to be doing? Now, considering this is a field that there are physicians who have worked for years and have done amazing things. In my previous life, I worked in the operating room and one of the areas I worked was in hearts. And so I worked on heart bypasses. I worked on heart replacements. I mean, we did the whole thing. But the most important part is, is that you need that pump to be strong. In a car, the harder you work it, the more it wears down. In a body, the more you work it, with some proper rest, it gets better. And that's the case across the board. So physical activity makes your pump stronger. So some of the things you'll notice on the way the heart works, if you've got somebody who's talked about a heart attack, typically what you're talking about is a clot, something has gone in and blocked one of the arteries that feeds the heart, right? right. Now, if you're looking at what are the causes of that, well, there's a couple of things, your lipid panels, your cholesterols, bad cholesterol could be high. You could have that be actually something that plugs up the pipes that feed the heart. One of the things that physical activity is going to do is it's going to be making those vessels that feed the heart more reactive and able to dilate faster. So if you have a problem, you can push that blockage through faster. It can also make the heart stronger by having a better ability for it to utilize oxygen. Because again, our cells are amazing and they're wonderful, but they're stupid and we can play with them and we can manipulate them and we can train them that it's okay to maybe have a little less oxygen every once in a while. 
So again, if you're doing high intensity workouts, you recognize you're not utilizing that aerobic system. You're actually using something called an anaerobic system that says, I'm going to use the fuel within my cells that I've already got backed up, like almost a battery and be able to fuel the cells to live a little bit longer. The more high intensity exercise you do, the more accustomed your heart becomes to having a little less oxygen. So if there becomes a problem, a plug, a temporary blockage of some sort, it doesn't cause as much problem. So it's a little bit almost like an insurance policy for your heart. There are a lot of things going on here. I know. And I feel like I'm rambling because there's <laughs> it's such a complicated process and there's so many other things. So we've, we've talked about the dilation of the blood vessels. And I'm just talking about the heart, not even the rest of the body, including the brain. That's something that we become very, very efficient at. Little things like the more exercise you do, the more of what we call collateral blood flow. So you have a blood vessel goes from point A to point B. That's good. We want point B to get the blood with all the oxygen inside. Well, what happens if we have a blockage? If you've got one way to get there, you're host. It's just like, again, here, I'm all about analogies today in a traffic jam. If you've got one route, that's all you've got. But with collateral blood flow, you create new blood vessels. You become very efficient and you're able to get that blood to supply to the muscle, both heart, brain, lungs, other organs, everything. So we've got the dilation. We've got the collateral blood flow. We've got the ability for the heart to be able to handle a little bit of that insurance policy of, of decreased blood flow. When you've got a pump, you've got a couple of ways you can make blood move faster. You can have it be stronger with a solid pump, or it can be faster with just maybe a little bit almost of a flutter. In fact, you'll hear this one often as conditions where people just can't quite get a coordinated beat out of that heart. That means that the blood flow doesn't get as far out to the extremities. That means that the blood flow actually doesn't have as much ability to carry the nutrients, the oxygen out to the places where it needs to be. When you do a good, solid, regular physical activity routine, your heart becomes very strong and pumps harder, but not faster. So this is a good thing because it means that you don't have to have as much pumping. And so you'll notice that in people who do a lot of regular physical activity, their heart rate decreases. And the higher your heart rate, the likelihood of you not being very active is very high. So when we would see patients come through, we'd look at them and go, we'd take you know, your vitals, we get your blood pressure. That's something that tells us a lot. We're like, mm, are those blood vessels able to dilate? Is your heart rate high? All those things that we're measuring are telling us a story about your lifestyle, even without you telling us a story about your lifestyle. Interesting. So it, when somebody comes in and they have a heart rate that's in the 88 to 90, uh, their blood pressure is, you know, 140 over 90, you go, so tell me, are you, you know, do you exercise? Do you get a lot of physical activity? Oh, every day. Um, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> But again, there's a lot of conditions that can be kind of warping that, confounding things. But when it comes really down to it, your heart is a pump. We want that pump to be efficient. And in the human body, the harder you work that, that pump, the more efficient it gets. So overall, we're trying to save it. Seems to be one of those important things. We only can handle a few minutes without it working. I like this. And kind of getting back to our car analogy, though, when we're working out, we're, that fuel pump that represents our heart. We're making that fuel pump stronger, but we're also giving it additional fuel lines and easier ability to move that fuel to the engine where it's needed. And I'm so glad we didn't get into turbocharging all that. I'm not <laughs> sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> or fuel injection or carburetors, but exactly. anyway. But it is, it's an interesting system because again, if our whole goal of that heart is to push 
oxygenated blood throughout the body. Because really, if we boil it down to that's really all it's there for. Yeah, yeah. We say if we can make it be more efficient at doing that, then it's going to last longer, won't wear out on us so much. And it's not going to take a lot of work for us to get to that point. The irony is if you think about what I said earlier, aren't we just working it harder? It's kind of the opposite, right? Yeah. We're making yeah. it more conditioned and more capable of working more efficiently so it doesn't have to work as hard. Right. And why is this even important? I mean, why do we even talk about heart month on this? Because I mean, we're looking at, what is it, about 25% of all deaths that occur in the United States are directly associated with cardiovascular disease. It's the number one killer. You know, it's one of those things where we say, this is something we have the ability to control. It doesn't take too much work. But you get into those questions, well, what is the best kind of work for it? You know, because again, everybody's going to be different and everybody's going to have a little bit different response. But we talk about things like we hear the term cardio. It's called cardio because it's cardiovascular related right. exercise where cardiorespiratory system is getting increased. So any activity you do, that's going to get your heart rate up and your breathing increasing. So you're making your heart work, training it to become more efficient. You're getting the oxygen in, you're building up that ability of the, uh, the cells to take in more oxygen and be able to utilize it better. It's cardio for a reason. It's awesome. It's great stuff, right. but it, it just says whatever it takes to get you there. One of the other scary things about heart disease and the reasons that we focus on it this month is that you might feel completely fine. You might feel like, hey, everything's great. I don't have any of these symptoms of a heart attack or any of these signs. But that doesn't mean that your heart isn't having trouble just because you don't feel it. So many of these symptoms, you may not realize that you have. The only way to know is to get your blood pressure taken and to visit with your doctor. Because a lot of people don't know until it's too late that they've had this problem for a long time. So it's a sneaky, devious little thing. It is. And and it's amazing. It's never a problem until all of a sudden it's a problem. And when it's a problem, it's a big one. It's a, it's a stopper. Um, it, it, it's a life changer. And again, in my previous life working in the operating room, I got to work with a lot of the patients and I say, so what got you here? Cause you know, I was young and foolish and able to say anything. <laughs> and apparently they felt that was okay to be able to answer. And they're like, you know, I wasn't very active. I know it. I didn't eat great. And those are important things. And I know what I needed to do. I just wasn't willing to do it. Right. And that's the hard part. If you're not doing it, getting started is the hardest part of it all. But there's so many benefits to physical activity. We're just talking about one of them today. Mm-hmm. And of course, as the year goes on, we'll be talking about uh, physical activity off and on all year because it is so critical and is such an important thing to have in your life. The description I've heard, which is probably one of the best ones, is other than stopping smoking if you are a smoker, starting being physically active if you are inactive is the best thing you can do for your health. All right. Well, there you have it. So that's just one reason to be physically active, but a critically important one. Thanks for joining me today, Brad. Well, thank you. This is a fun one. And I hope that everybody gets a chance to just get up and get out for a move. You know, just whatever it takes to get that heart going, is going to make a huge difference in the long run. And if nothing else, everybody's looking at their fuel pump in their car now. So <laughs> exactly. All right. Thanks again, Brett. And thank you for joining us today on this edition of the Epic Podcast. Mm-hmm.